This is the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com Hi, welcome to the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. I am Jeremy Steele, and I'm here with uh, one of my good friends, uh, Scott Meyer, and uh, we're going to be taking on an interesting topic, uh, and that is how do you get students reading the Bible on their own? I mean, like that's kind of one of the big pieces. But before we get too far down the road, Scott, where are you serving? Uh, I'm serving at McFarland Memorial United Methodist Church in Norman, Oklahoma. Norman, Oklahoma. Where is Norman, Oklahoma, for everybody who doesn't know? Smack dab in the middle of the state, just south of Oklahoma City, uh, and our church is uh, two blocks north of the University of Oklahoma. If you're from uh, SEC country when it comes to football, well, I just, I won't judge out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been doing youth ministry uh, a while, and I know that one of the best things is when I hear a student talk about something that they read in the Bible that was not something we have covered in youth ministry and <laughs> youth group recently. I- I'm wondering, what are some of the things over the years that you've discovered that really help get students uh, involved in reading mm-hmm. the Bible on their own? I, I remember when I was in high school and, and even into college, the big thing was, have you read the Bible cover to cover? And there was sort right. of that standard yeah. and expectation that that in order to be a, at least the, the message I received was in order to be a good Christian, to be the real person <laughs> uh, you claim to be, you got to read the Bible cover to cover. And, you know, in this day and age, that's one of those things that I don't even think we really talk about it. Right. Um, yeah. One of the things that, it, and I think it's maybe the assumption that kids aren't going to do that. They're not going to take the time to do that. Yeah. I um, remember we the, actually, our church gave uh, or had these Bibles that you could buy that were printed in something called quick scan. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Like half or, of the words bold. And if you, you yes. <laughs> if, even if you just read the bold words, but it was like half the number of words or something. Yep. Yes. Or then that like the daily readings, like if you read this passage on this day and this passage on that, you're going to have read the whole Bible in, <laughs> in this many days or whatever. And, right, right. and, um, or get get the prize. I think I, I can't remember. It must have been when I was in high school. If you read the Bible cover to cover and claimed that you get the prize, and I think half the kids in my youth group went and said they read it just for the prize and right. didn't <laughs> didn't actually do it. <laughs> and then I think you know the the pendulum has kind of swung in in the other direction, and and so because we assume kids don't have a very high attention span in youth group, we choose one passage of scripture or one verse or a couple of verses, Mm -hmm. and we expect that to then be enough. And so one of the things that I'm trying to do in, in teaching times and in small group lessons, two things. One is trying to read chunks of scripture so Mm -hmm. that we're reading, even if we're going to focus on one verse, make sure that we're not taking it out of context Right, and to make sure we're not taking it out of context, read the chunk and chunk is my word where where it's coming from, and then also make sure to spend some time in in our teaching, explaining where that passage is coming from in relation to what's going on historically, what's going on biblically, what was happening happening sort of around the scripture. Uh, when we talk about different gospels, we'll talk about where does it fall in a particular book and and how does that fall relative to where Jesus was in his public ministry. 
to hopefully spark some interest that this, the Bible is a, is a story. It's a living word. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much value in there, but it's in totality and not just in one or two passages of Scripture that we can easily misquote and then misunderstand. Right, right. So what you're saying is trying to give them this idea that there's more than just verses and like soundbite Bible study and really exploring larger passages? Yes, absolutely. And understanding that kids aren't going to necessarily do a lot of reading. They're not going to crack open a commentary or, you know, they're not going to read an entire gospel. That's one piece to it. The other side of that then is to not be afraid to lay before them the challenge of opening up the scriptures and reading them and saying, you know, okay, so we're going to study this summer. We're going to look at the book of Matthew. And so we're going to look at some key parts of Matthew, but we're not going to maybe necessarily talk about it verse by verse. So the challenge might be for the month of June or maybe the summer is going to be, are you you reading the rest of the book? And Mm -hmm. so that you really know what's going on in it and can put that into context with what we're talking about in in whether it's Sunday school or a Bible study or small groups or things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And know that some of the kids are going to do it and some of them aren't. But again, you're, you're setting a bar that is pretty high and, and hoping that some are going to strive to, to achieve that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I've discovered along the way is, is that a lot of times when I'm teaching, I'm really teaching for life change. I'm teaching for response, right? Yes. And one of the things that I can't remember where I was, it was probably somebody really smart at a youth ministry conference somewhere who said this, they were using a a football metaphor and I don't know football so much. So if I get it wrong, tell me. uh, I'll let you know. (laughs) This is wrong. They say that we will get our lesson and we'll take it all the way up to the end zone, but we won't actually cross over into the end zone. Uh, Right. Yeah. Is we lead them right up to the response, but we actually don't, help them respond. And what they Mm -hmm. were saying is that uh, any lesson that you have, you you should have a kind of goal as a response. But almost every time you need to find a way to cross over the end zone in that room, like right there. Mm -hmm. So if you're asking them to go and talk to a friend, obviously, they can't go and talk to the friend if they're out of the room. But they can take the first step of writing that friend's name down on a piece of paper and putting it in their pocket, right? Mm-hmm. So they've begun mm-hmm. the response there. Fast forward, uh, you know, several months after I was in that room, and we plan our lessons with three things, with something we want them to know, something we want them to feel, and something we want them to do. And the do is the response. And the do that we wanted them was to read the Bible on their own in the next week. And so the question was like, what is it that we can do? And I realized that we could actually let them read the Bible on their own in the youth group. And it seems really simple and like almost ridiculous that it took us a, a while to come to that decision. But what we ended up doing is pulling back and instead of having a student read the scripture out loud, we discuss it or I teach about it. We asked them all to read it and we gave them a couple of questions to consider and to form a response to and then discuss it with the idea that we were breaking the ice of reading chapter or a half of a chapter of scripture on their own and trying to prove to them that there's good stuff can come out of it. And so then 
we basically read half of the scripture on their own and talked about it. But the second half of the scripture, we did a, a story that kind of, we stopped in the middle of a story where it had a sort of cliffhanger sense to it. And we asked them to read the rest of it the next week and gave them one question to think about. And we ended up having a pretty good response of them reading the rest of the Bible the next week. But I think part of it is we often want to talk about reading the Bible, mm-hmm. we want to teach them tools and give them information. You know, when they're in school and they learn about solving a multivariable equation, they actually do it a couple of times in the class on their own with a teacher there to help guide them through it. But a lot of times I feel like we, we don't do that. That's and, so true. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, like that's kind of, <laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, <laughs> maybe I'm going to listen, I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast so I can <laughs> grasp that because it's so true. Like we, yeah, we lead them to the end zone, but we don't actually cross the line. It, it, the other thing, as you were talking, it also got me thinking about, you know, back to when I was in high school, you know, just, hey, read the Bible. And yes, it can be enough. And for for the living word of God, it is enough. But to just make that like the standard is if we're not careful, it just becomes another box to check. Mm -hmm. And I think that we as teachers and small group leaders and people who are directly impacting the lives of kids, just like you were saying, in, in the way that we get them to read it and to help them through it, help them understand it, but provide them lessons that excite them about Mm -hmm. what's in there. These are amazing stories that are interconnected and interwoven in so many ways that it should be exciting, not only to teach it, but also to receive it. And and I think sometimes it's like, we all know how to lead group games. We're all expert at leading group games. But when it comes to leading a Bible study, Mm -hmm. that's what we should be having as the main focus of our ministries is getting kids into the scripture. Right. Uh, Several years ago, I was talking, and I am almost positive it's one of our Youth Worker Collective writers, uh, Betsy Marvin. She's a fantastic youth worker. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to her about how she was getting her kids to read the Bible. And one of the things that that helped her was YouVersion. And so that's the Bible app. She actually had a, a moment in her service one time where she had the kids download the app, showed them how to open it and how to get to the like reading section. And they were going to all read things together and challenge them to do it right before school or after school. And I thought that was a really super practical thing. Like, I think sometimes the Bible is intimidating because it's such a big book. It's not something that's easy to really carry with you because we give students these great Bibles at different times. Maybe you give them a confirmation mm-hmm. or whatever, but they're still, they're, they're still kind of thick and heavy and they don't. Yeah. Them. I've been a huge fan of that app. And then also just sending things home mm-hmm. with them uh, that has a Bible passage on it, you know, a piece of paper or even a text follow up with a link. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the scripture can go with anything we do. So it should be the basis of every retreat, every small group, every mission trip, every, you know, you can even tie it into your fun outreach events. And although all of our events should be fun. And and I think that when we begin to integrate it and not be afraid of it and claim it, it then says to, to kids that that's, that's important. Another resource that I've used some is uh, the Bible project, which are videos online available for free that do good outlines and you can take the book of Job, for instance, and it has a great outline of some of the 
storylines in there and and who Job was and and the audience that might have heard that. And then there's some good follow-up questions. And we've used that several times. And then I've heard we've had kids in our ministry who then have gone home and read the scripture, uh, actually read the book of Job with that in mind. And it has helped them because sometimes, let's be honest, like just the size of the book can be intimidating. Some mm-hmm. of the words in the book and some of the stories and the names and the, the way things flow can also be intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Our senior pastor one point issued a challenge to students when we gave them Bibles. He said that he wanted them all to find the grossest thing in the Bible <laughs> that they could and come and tell him the next week. And if you've ever embarked on that quest yourself, you know there is all manner of gross things. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things, it, I've, it was funny. This is one of the things that I, I don't know why this, has, this works so well, but every single time I've done this, I've watched students start reading the Bible. So at camp... Uh, when it's time to go to bed, I would read for a story from the book of Judges as a bedtime story to them. You know, <laughs> one awesome. of the ones where like the sword goes in and then the fat comes and seals up around yeah. the sword and all the disgusting <laughs> things that are in that book. And <laughs> as a, it's kind of a joke, it's kind of lighthearted, but you read it. And then the very next day, I, there's always a couple of kids that come, what book was that? that you were reading from. It's awesome, yeah. And they're, you know, they're at camp. And so it's such an easy way to sort of play with the Bible together, you know? Yeah. And, and they kind of can they open up like, oh, what on, what, where did this come from? Well, how many That's you awesome. <laughs> I don't, I've only ever been at bedtime in the the guy cabins, so I don't know if it works right. well with the girls. If you go, yeah, right. I want to well, try a female leader and see, that's awesome, yeah. And then and then there's more practical, well, I don't know if that's impractical, but you know, we did as a, as a church, we did the Bible in 90 days one summer, and I don't know how many people in the congregation really accomplished it, but at least we talked about it and it was laid out there in front of people, mm-hmm. read the Bible in 90 days, our uh, sermons and worship were preached around it. They chose specific stories. We used, uh, there's some curriculum, and we then also wrote some of our own curriculum to kind of line up with our beliefs as a United Methodist Church in Sunday school and that kind of stuff. And it really became an all-church effort that we really celebrated. And there were a number of people who shared how enlightening and how fun that was that they did that. And it was also something that people who were traveling throughout the summer could take the Bible in 90 days and continue through the readings as they were traveling. And we just had a lot of really good feedback from that. Uh, And we tied it into everybody in the church, all ages, participating in that in some way, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think the moral of the story is just try to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. That's exactly right. Every different approach that you are going to have is going to be the right approach for somebody, for some student right. in your youth group. And some of them are not going to respond to a bedtime story from the book of Judges. Others of them are not going to respond to the Bible app. But if we keep drilling that home and, and showing them that that is a value and, and helping them find the source of life in the scriptures, I think that's the, the biggest thing is just trying to do it. And as we continue to do that, we have more and more uh, students kind of being transformed by the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Scott, mm-hmm. so much for talking to me about this today. 
we have all kinds of things to help you do this with your students. We actually, we have months and months of free youth ministry resources available as part of the Youth Ministry Collective and the Discipleship Ministries. Uh, you can find all of that at youthworkercollective.com and more podcasts like this one at youthworkercollective.com slash podcast. 